As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Storm Talk 365, Signs of the Times with David Newby. That's Signs of the Times with David Newby. I just wanted to tell you in person that David Newby show. We're introducing him today. That is no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And I was going to talk on a little tape recording, but I decided to break in live. Mr. Newby, are you there? I am absolutely here, Sister Bonita. I uh, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to uh, have have my own radio show. I guess for the first time in my adult life. Um, I appreciate it. I know that our God is going to use you me and uh, this whole kingdom, everybody in the kingdom, to really uh, move his kingdom forward. And that's what this show is about, getting people ready for the end times. And I'm glad to be here this morning. 
I am so glad to be a part of this. Yes, you're right. Uh, the show is about signs of the times. I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of talking after this one, but this is your debut, and I want to give you the the platform, but I want to let everybody know that we're not playing. We're mm-hmm. on a mission. And right. everybody That's that right. comes on this station, Storm Talk 365 is going to be like-minded. So uh, you're welcome to ask me, and we'll talk about it. But if you're not talking about end-time prophecy, if you're not talking about the Lord and um, you want to do something other than that, maybe this is not the platform for you. So, um, Mr. David Newby, Signs of the Times, this is your debut. How you want to get started today? What are we going to talk about? Oh, you know what? There's so many things to talk about. I would like to first and foremost say that, Ms. Bonita, you are absolutely welcome to stay uh, for the entire duration of this show and share anything that you have that's on your spirit because I know how uh, prophetic you can be and I appreciate your time today if you want to stick around. And, you know, anytime you want to chime in, uh, please feel free to do so. Uh, with that said, I have a lot of things that have been on my mind in terms of just the kingdom of God and where we are and uh, where we need to be in order to, to get the world ready for Jesus' ultimate return. So I'm going to be touching on a, a couple of topics, but one of the first and foremost things that i like to mention right this second is that to everyone listening, and I, first off, I want to thank you guys for listening in this morning, but I want to say to everyone that's listening and everyone that has an open heart uh, for God and hearing from him and, under, and understanding uh, what he wants done on earth, for everybody out there, we have to really take this stuff seriously. The times are upon us. We have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Jesus can literally come back any time now. I don't know how many prophecies are yet to be fulfilled or, or if all of them have already been, quote-unquote, fulfilled. I don't know, but... It's so pressing that, you know, we have to get ready because any second, any any second, any time now, we have to get ready. We have to get the world ready and understand that, yes, it is written that he'll return, and he certainly is coming. I'm going to give you guys one brief example. Um, a friend of mine just this morning, he told me, he's a person that God uses to actually uh, speak to, speak to through dreams and visions, and he told me just this morning that he actually was taken up to heaven and he saw the rapture. He witnessed a whole bunch of people had on white gowns or white robes. He told me that he was the only one without a white robe. He had on, like, all black, except he had, like, a white handkerchief kind of, like, wrapped around his neck, like, hang- like tied to each other. A few handkerchiefs are tied around his neck and, co- neck and connected to each other. Um, so I basically understood that to mean that, you know what, you're not quite ready, man. Yeah, you're a Christian. You go to church and you do the whole nine, but if all those other people were dressed to the T in the white gowns and the angel or whoever told you that there were no more white gowns and all you had was a handkerchief or whatever, God is telling me through that prophetic dream that he gave you that you're not quite there yet, and it's only by his grace that that white that you had on was enough to get you into heaven. So let's stop sitting there and acting like we all go, you know, prancing into heaven like we're some holy angels. No, if the righteous scarcely be saved, how much less the wicked. So we have to act like, you know what, we have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling because the times are upon us, and God not only wants us to get right, he wants us to get our households right, he wants us to get the world right, and we have to really walk this thing out in desperation, man. We got to take it serious. We got to say, look, anything that's not right, and, and excuse me for going on, sister, I just, I get on that soapbox sometimes for people that don't know me, sometimes I get on my soapbox and it's hard to get me, get me down from that thing once I get going, but I have so much passion for this thing of, of God, for these things of God and for his word that I have to get it out because, you know, if I can get the word out, I can save people's souls. I can get them lined up with the kingdom and so forth. So the thing that I'm saying is that, you know, the, the times are so urgent right now that we have to really work with the sense of desperation and anything that's not right in us. We have to say, God, help us get it out of us. Help us get right. Help us turn back to righteousness and holiness because if I'm not holy and I'm not righteous, who am I to minister to? Who will listen to me? So people look to us first and foremost and they say, okay, is this person right? Can, can, you know, why should I listen to them? And God is taking that serious. He's calling leaders, people that are in leadership positions, people in the church, people outside of the church, people in the kingdom of God that are in God. He's calling us to a higher level of sanctification, a higher level of selling out for the cause, a higher, living, a higher level of giving him our all and letting him reign completely in us because he doesn't want us to exist at all. When God comes in, and especially during these times on earth, he wants to totally reign and rule over us whereby his spirit, where, look, our names are gone and all we see is Jesus, or all people see is Jesus Christ in us. And I'm saying that to say that 
let's step it up because you know what we got to get out there and we got to save souls. So that's one topic I wanted to touch on real briefly. Um, I wanted to go ahead and check and check in with uh, Sister Bonita to see what, what did your take on that type of uh, that dream that I, I told you about just now. Well, <clears throat> I have yet to disagree with you. Um, <laughs> you know. No, I mean, you know, because I could just keep going on and on, but it's just repeating what you said, but that's exactly right. If he had to come to first of all, if he had to come to you and, you know, share that with you, he had no clue himself what was going on. That means, you know, he doesn't have a direct relationship going that he should have because that should have been the first thing to say, uh-oh, you know. But I stand in agreement with you, and it's really sad. And so many people um, – and I, I have to say this, live like you believe what you believe. So many people out here are not doing that. They have a form of, you know, identity with something or someone. But when it comes to Jesus Christ, he's not a something or someone. He's our Lord and Savior. And right. if you don't have that relationship going with him, then everything else is going to be tainted by Satan. By mm. Satan. It's a demonic thing. You know, you're you're lying. You're disrespecting the cross. So this gentleman who had that dream, it should have automatically went, "Uh uh-oh, you know, somebody's trying to tell me something. I got, if everybody else got on white and I got on black, I got some (laughs) good enough to do. Amen, amen. I tell people to live like you believe what you believe. So continue, brother. That's right. And that's it. I mean, you know, we, again, I reiterate, we all got to step it up. We all got to step it up in, in dedication to God uh, across the body, across the whole church. Because to be to be factual, to be straight, blunt, you know, we, time is of the essence. I'm just direct. Jesus is coming back to a church without spot or wrinkle. Okay, right now we have a lot of spots and a lot of wrinkles. So let's stop sitting there acting like the church got it all together. Just because you know you see some people with money, you see some people uh, living righteous, doesn't mean the entire body is. Right now we got a lot of cleaning up to do, and it starts with leadership. You know, and, and the fact is that, you know, when they talk about, I don't know the, the parable uh, how that or, or where it's located, but when they talk about the parable of the the sowers, I guess, uh, you know, when, when the, the, the thief came and he sowed tares amongst the wheat, right? He came and he, he sowed tares amongst the wheat. Um, the thing is that the devil has a harvest too. Let's, let's get that right. He has a harvest. <laughs> We don't, we don't consider that. We consider that, yeah, the harvest is ready for the laborers. Are now, there are plenty of laborers, but they're Satan's laborers, and they're plucking up souls like it's nothing. He came to get those tears, and he's doing an incredible job of it. Let me just share one prophetic dream real quick. And by the way, if you guys are just turning in, I thank you for turning into uh, a Sign of the Times radio show. I'm your host, David Newby, of course, on Storm Talk 365. Have to shout out Miss Bonita Claiborne, who is doing a remarkable job in the kingdom, inspiring people, empowering people. And I appreciate the opportunity once again. But with this show, I want to keep you guys informed that, I, I, you know, I'm the type of person that speaks from revelation. I may not really be a wordsmith. I may know some scriptures and so forth and be able to uh, dig them up as the Holy Spirit leads me to them. But for the past several years of my life, God has dealt with me in a revelatory type of way, through, through direct words, through dreams and visions, through, you know, just, just kind of like a miraculous type of way sometimes and sometimes just a direct type of communication. Um, so I'm not the type that, ha- you know, I don't want to say has to, but I, ha- I have to do my diligent research in the word and so forth, but I'm not the type that um, actually came up and, and did a lot of, okay, this verse says this, this verse says this. That's not how I, I came to, 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 to get uh, prophetic words and things like that. I came up through revelation. So what I'm going to say is that, you know, with this radio show, you're going to get a lot of stuff from me that comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. It comes from, as, as God leads me to say it, but the thing with a true word, a true prophecy, a true word, it comes to pass and it can always be confirmed in the word of God. So I'm saying that to say that, yes, this is unconventional. <laughs> if you want conventional, I want to be blunt. This ain't the show for you. This is unconventional stuff, but yet it is true. It's, it's, it's God-inspired stuff that I'll be sharing with you. I'll be sharing dreams and visions. I'll be sharing a word. I'll be sharing experiences that I've had uh, to get people aligned with God's kingdom. So uh, get ready to be uh, to be shocked in a lot of ways, but nonetheless, it will empower you and inspire you to go higher in God and uh, to do your work more effectively to save souls. So with that said, real quick, I want to give you an example of a dream I had several years ago about how the devil how the devil literally goes out there and reaps his harvest. This is a literal dream I had several years ago, okay? Now, just to give you a brief background about me, I came up in spiritual warfare. I came up fighting. I came up rebuking all types of spirits, being engaged in high levels of spiritual warfare with the devil, knowing how to fight, knowing, you know, God strengthened my hands. He taught me how to fight spiritually. 
So at that particular time in my life, I had been engaged in a lot of spiritual battles. So one night I went to sleep, and while I was sleeping, I was sleeping on this this, this nice big. The bed was just the bed was big, a nice big bed right next to it, kind of like a window that was like a, a big. I don't know, like a a really big like circular type of window that oversaw like the ocean and like the sand, right? So I'm kind of like sleeping on my back in the dream, and in the dream I see this ugly being. <laughs> who I knew to be Satan. I knew it to be Satan because I've seen Satan in many other dreams. I've seen him, you know, in the spirit, and God confirmed to me in the dream that that was definitely Satan. I saw him. But what he was doing was that he was out on the sand. He was out on the sand, and he was he was ugly. He looked like a goat man, to be, for lack of a better uh, a term. He looked like a, a half man, half goat. He was ugly, like a square jaw, and he was just ugly, right? And... As soon as I saw him in the dream, I was mad and I was kind of like on the defensive. I had my um, my arm, I had my uh, head resting on my my arms, and I was looking out of the window like mad. I wasn't scared at all. I was like, I dare you to come in here. I dare you to knock on my door. I know what you're trying to do. Come on, let's get it on. And I felt like evil coming from him. I felt like a, a desire from him to hurt me or to like abuse me in some way, shape, or form. And I was on the defensive. So Satan was just a nasty, he, he, was, he was smirking. He was smirking like tempting me or, or taunting me like, you know, I want to hurt you. But it wasn't just that. He was taunting me like, your work is in vain, David. I see you out there trying to save souls, but your work is in vain. So check this out. Guess how he was dressed. He had on a farmer's hat. It was sunny out, okay? It was sunny in the dream. He had on a farmer's hat. He had this devil, listen, this devil had on overalls. <laughs> he had on overalls. He had he had like a, a, a I don't know what you call those things the farming uh, uh, utensils a, a hole or whatever you want to call it that you dig. He had one of those things in his hand too. He had those things in his hand, which clearly signified to me he's a farmer. He's reaping. Mm-hmm. What is he reaping? He's <laughs> reaping anybody. He's reaping the souls that listen. He's reaping the souls that built upon the what sand. The mm-hmm. sand. The things in this world, the things of the earth that we, we put before God, the money, the, the connections, the popularity, the, fa- the, the fame, those are people that are building sandcastles. <laughs> uh-huh. They look pretty. They look pretty. But when the water comes and, and the flood comes, they're going down. So who was Satan taking uh-huh. in, the, in the dream? He was reaping. Look, he was reaping his tares. He was reaping everybody that built on that sand. And he was mocking me, as the devil does, because he knows that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leader in the kingdom. He knows that I'm selected to, to help save souls. He knows that I burn out and I fight so hard to, to get people the word and, and that I, I, I fight to save souls, understanding the, the knowledge of God, understanding and thinking like Christ. He knows that, but he was mocking me. He was taunting me. He was saying, as hard as you work, David, I'm still reaping. I'm still reaping. I'm still reaping. I'm getting people. Look, hell hath enlarged her borders. <laughs> as it says in the book of Isaiah, Satan is doing a great job of reaping souls. So I'm saying that to say that, yes, God certainly has a harvest, but make no mistake about it, Satan has one too. And God's mission for us is to take those from Satan hand, Satan's hands that Satan thought was, was his and let's pluck them out of his hands and bring them back to the kingdom. We've got to burn out for this thing. And, and that's, that's, uh, that's what this show is about. And what do you think about that, Sister Bernice? I, I know that it's a little bit off the wall, but, uh, you know. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Let me correct you right now. So, listeners. Whether you're dialing in live or whether you're hearing this on demand, Brother Newby has a word to share with you all, but because he knows that it's unconventional, he has a tendency and his emotions to feel he has apologized or explained. I'm here to tell you, neither one of us will ever apologize for anything that the Father has given us in the spirit to not Mm. only protect our lives but to help save yours. When I say protect our lives, because we know we're walking in salvation, but we don't know about you. We're offering this information up to you. It is up to you to do what you want to do with it. But I'm standing right now on behalf of Storm Talk 365, I would not have sponsored this radio show if I felt he needed to be apologetic in any way with what he had to say. 
and using his terms, that being said, Brother Newby, as long as the two of us are in agreement and the Holy Ghost is with us, you don't ever have to say, I know this is, and I may not. No, 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 no. We're coming with definitive information. We have a positive attitude because we know we're standing on the word. And if y'all don't like it, see you the next time. Now, I put that out there. Let me just say what you said about what you're saying. First off, um, yes, I've had my encounter with demonic spirits. But before I ask your question, it's kind of ironic how, and see, people don't even understand, in the spirit realm, Satan is beautiful. He cannot occupy a human body without permission. And the reason why the demonic forces um, appear to be in animals because the animals did not have the same soul and the sanctified spirit that humans did. So they were able to occupy animals first. So when we depict Satan with the horns and the, because he inhabited beasts first mm, and he presented wow. himself in the physical form through beasts and animals first. Why was the first animal spoke? Um, being able to speak because he could not inhabit the human, which was Adam and Eve, with that same sanctified, set free spirit already indwelling in us upon creation. He had to go to a soulless animal, which was a serpent at that time. So it wasn't mm. the snake that was speaking, it was the unclean spirit that inhabited the soul of the serpent. Now, getting back to what you say you saw, why was he, um, I'm going to say, unattractive, but why was he looking like that, like the the goat man or whatever, and then dressed up? You're absolutely right. He had to present himself in the only form that he could, which is inhabiting a soulless animal. Then he let you know that everything on sinking sand ain't going to stand, so he's reaping (laughs) everything on sinking sand. So I told you we are in agreement. I'm just repeating what you're saying. I'm just confirming that Satan has a harvest just like the father does. And we've already Amen. been told prophetically, prophetically we know he's going to harvest more souls than the Father, but the Father's souls that are being harvested by him are more powerful. So he may mm. have a 1,000, but our 100 is going to slay that 1,000. There's nothing Amen. more powerful than the righteousness of Christ. So whatever we are reaping right now, it's not about the numbers. It's about the quality. And we have the righteousness of Christ, and nothing can stand up against the quality of the spirit of the Most High. So it ain't about numbers, because we can never be defeated. So for every listening here, if I got ten and one of you stay, then that's the soul that's supposed to stay. I'm not worried about what the numbers say. It's the quality. It's the power. So when you saw that vision, rejoice, because that means you are really plucking his nerves. He doesn't take time to appear and manifest himself in front of just anybody. He could just throw wow. this and that and that and out and stumble them. But he is still working, trying to, just like they were messing with Job. He, is, mm. he said, wait a minute, I need to come handle this myself because y'all ain't handling this. Y'all throwing this and that at Brother David. <laughs> I need wow. to scare the bejeebies out of him. And you looked him in the face and said, really, that's all you got? Bring it? And that's what I'm trying to get everybody to see, and I'm going to let you go because this is your debut show. But I had to chime in. Let me tell you something. When you know that you know that you know, and when you see it coming, what you going to tell him, that's all you got? Bring it. <laughs> Seriously. Well said. Because the Lord that God has already rebuked, the Lord that God has already rebuked you. I walk mm. in victory with everything that comes before me. Yes. If I believe it and receive it, then that's my defeat. But I refuse to mm. believe and receive anything that you bring me and allow you to make me think because it's all a mind game. Make me think I'm defeated because I turn that around with the spoken word because the Father said anything that I believe that I have, I just speak into existence and it's done according to the faith that works within me. And my faith does not reside in a man that looks like a goat wearing a farmer's outfit <laughs> trying to reach sinking on sinking sand because ain't nothing thinking about me. There you go, brother. I'm done. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Thank you so much, Pastor. I appreciate it. And and the listeners out there, 
she she said a lot, but I hope that it connected with you because she just mentioned that you know what he comes after he comes after people that had that that had that thing that had that connection with God. So you may be facing the flood, you may maybe maybe feeling the heat right now, you may be feeling the, the devil up against you, but it's only because you're doing something because it, he goes after those that have the biggest the big that are the biggest threat. He goes after the Job's. He goes after the Abraham's. He goes after the people that are really doing something in the kingdom. So if he's on your back and trying to stop you from doing doing your work and saving souls, rejoice because God is with you. And, and if God before you, who can be against you? The devil will not win. He will continue to try, but it's a losing battle, as Sister Benita just said. You know, greater is he that is in us than he that is in that is in uh, that is in the world. And I want to say, I want to piggyback off of that one uh, that that topic real quick, and just mention that. Generally speaking, you know, um, I actually spoke to another friend this morning because I'm always going around speaking to people and, and, and getting encouraged myself and encouraging people about, you know, just, just body development, body development, seeing where the body hurts, seeing seeing what lacks uh, we have as, as people of God, seeing, you know, if one person is struggling financially, if one person is struggling in health, if one person is struggling in this, that, and the third, I feel it too because I'm a part of the body. So what I'm basically saying is that, in these end times, whatever you're doing, whatever you're called to do, whatever your work or your influence is, think corporately, think corporately, think corporately, think about the entire body. Think about the entire body. Take, take the strategies, take the revelation that God gives you about these pressing times right now. Take the words of knowledge, what you learn in the Word, what you learn from the Holy Spirit, what you learn from other believers. Take that stuff and, and decipher it and package it into a, into a nice message that you can share with other believers because, you know, it's like the show, for example, with, with Sister Bonita sharing her, her, um, her, her, her perspective on things and, and giving it to me. I can take that and say, okay, ha-ha. What she just said about this connected with this experience I had yesterday, and I'm going to take what she told me this morning, and I'm going to go to, her, to brother such and such and say, hey, listen, I just learned this this morning. we got to really work together. we got to work together, sharing knowledge, sharing information in order to edify the entire body. Why? Because we're one army moving in lockstep unison to spread God's word on earth to save souls. We can't just act like it's a, it's a you know an individual thing, like we're isolated. Because the, the devil loves isolation. Listen, he, he you know he loves that. He hates when we come together. He hates when we come together in that power because corporate power is much more than individual power, and it's a corporate thing in terms of this end time movement as opposed to an individual thing. So with with that said, I know that you know with with everything that's going on around the world. You know, a few months ago, or not, not a month ago, a few, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a, a week or so ago, we had the blood moon, right? We had the blood moon. Everybody was all like, okay, the, the blood moon and this, that, and the third, we got to see it. It's a sign of the end times and so forth. And you know what's funny, Sister Bonita? I, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to watch this blood moon too. I can't wait to see it. I've never seen anything like this. Let me go ahead and catch it. So I know that, you know, the way the moon, I guess, uh, appears where I live at, you know, it, 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 it it, it kind of like goes to the other side of my house whereby I can't see it at a certain time. So it was on one side around like 8 p.m., and I think the uh, blood moon was supposed to occur at like 10, 11 p.m. Eastern time because I'm in Baltimore right now. And um, it was on one side of my house where I actually saw the moon. It wasn't a blood moon at that point. It was kind of like, you know, a regular full moon. But I saw it, and I said, listen, I got like two hours before the moon turns to red. I want to see this thing. But I know that, you know, the moon is going to change positions in a few hours that's typically how it works. I may not be able to see it. So, look, I started to do like Joshua did. I said, look, <laughs> moon, stand still right here. You know, stand. I command you not to move. I want to see you in, in Jesus' name. I was pouring all my faith out on that thing. I was like, you know, do not move in the name of Jesus. I command you to stay put. I was, I was pouring myself out. So I checked back in like five minutes to see if it was still there, right? And guess what? It was still there. It was only around like 8.30 or something like that, 8.20-something. And, of course, the blood moon was supposed to occur at, like, 10, 11 uh, p.m. So, you know, I laid down for a little bit and expected the moon to still be there around 10, 11. So I got up around, like, 10, 11, and I looked for the moon. Lo and behold, guess what? It was not there. I could not see it. I couldn't see it. I was like, what? In the, didn't I just command them? Because that's how your faith has to be. Your faith has to be like, if I spoke it and it didn't occur, like, what? like you should be mad that, that it didn't occur because you should be able to speak in existence things that you want to happen. So long story short, I did not see the moon. I was immediately upset at God. That showed you my level of immaturity, you know. It's still being a man that's saved. I still have some things that, that need to be fixed. I was upset at God, like, what is going on? Like, the, the moon was supposed to stand still. Why can't I see the blood moon? And God immediately rebuked me. He said, <clears throat> he, he said, your faith was there. 
He said, David, your faith was there. You had the right faith. You had, your faith was strong enough. Your declaration of faith was strong enough to have that moon stand still. But get this. You know what God told me? He said, but my will wasn't there. Your faith does not matter if God's will is not there. You, you have to be aligned with his will. If his will is for you to see them, to, to stop the moon. I was going to say that. Yeah, if it, that's right. If his will is for you to stop the moon, it will stop. If it's not for your will, for his will for you to stop the moon, you can't stop it. Why? Because your faith can't overdo God's power. God rules. It can't overdo that. Your faith can do anything else outside of that. But if God doesn't want you to have it, it won't happen. So guess this? Guess what happened? So I, I couldn't stop the moon. I was upset. I didn't get to see the blood moon. It didn't make sense to me. Like, God, what is going on? You shame your servant. And that, uh, I, was, I was grabbing and moaning. <laughs> I was like, why didn't it occur? So the next morning I got on the prayer call, right? And as we were on the prayer call, God put it on my spirit to speak your word to people. And I was like, okay, why, was, why all of a sudden you have this specific word? You know, why, why should I speak this word to people? But God took me to this verse. I forget exactly, exactly the uh, scripture, but it was in, uh, in the gospel where he said, a wicked and adulterous generation seeks for a sign. You know, you seek for a sign. Can you not discern the times and, and, and so forth? Uh, you know what, this is so important. If you guys can just hold on one second, I wasn't expecting to go over this verse. I want to look it up because um, it is so important that you understand where I'm going with this because the fact is that the vast majority of the world, right, the, the, the vast majority of the world looks in the skies and looks for things like that, the things that, that to be honest with you, they, they, they matter to a certain extent, but the, to the people of God, <laughs> They are of secondary importance. They're not the most important thing. When you understand what's going on in the spiritual realm, when you understand what God is speaking, mm -hmm. when you understand how to follow the Holy Spirit, who cares about a blood moon? I don't care about the blood moon. You're following that because you're not in God. So I'm just, <laughs> I, I can't even find that verse right now. So I'm so, so. Uh, I, I tell you right what, now. I tell you, this is what we're going to do. I'm, I want you to find the verse, and we're going to take a short musical break. And when we come back, he'll have that verse for you. But I'm on fire. I, I, I really am. That's why I'm so excited to be a part of his ministry. And I pray that you keep tuning in every Monday and get a better understanding of where we are prophetically as far as end times and visions and the spiritual realm because it's not always being preached in the pulpit. So stay tuned mm. for this musical break, and we'll be right back, okay? Without you. 
Uh, I want to mention before I read that scripture that if anyone wants to call in and just uh, say something or if they're already on the line, uh, Sister Bonita, how would they be able to uh, to talk live? Is that possible? Yes, I would see them on my uh, switchboard, and at a uh, good time I would let you know you have a caller. And um, What we'll do is Great. if they're on the line, we'll try to start hold the call to the last 10 minutes of the show. How about that? Absolutely. That, that works perfectly. Thank you. So uh, before the commercial break, I was actually talking about the sign of the, uh, I'm sorry, the um, the blood moon, how I was uh, unable to see it, and God showed me that, you know, I'm not supposed to be looking at the blood moon at all. And he sent me to a scripture the following morning showing me to, he wanted me to share that with the people, uh, that, you know what, the, the wicked people look for, and I'm not saying that, you know, you look for the blood moon, you're wicked. Um, what I'm basically saying is that the people of God should look to him, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on around you because that stuff is written and it will it will occur. So that verse that I was going to share with you guys is actually uh, Matthew 16, uh, 1 through, uh, I believe, uh, 4. So I'm going to read that. It says, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning... It will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O oh, ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas, and he left them and departed. So think about that on two terms. First and foremost, the Pharisees and the Sadducees came asking for a sign. So clearly they really weren't in God like that. We know who those people were. And secondly, he refers later on in that, in that scripture, uh, Matthew 16, 4, he says, a wicked and adulterous gender, generation seeketh mm. after a sign. Everybody's looking, okay, the blood moon, the blood moon. What are you going to do if the, if, the, if, the, if the moon is blood? What are you going to do? <laughs> you don't know what to do. All you know is that the, the moon turned red. I know what to do. <laughs> Whether or not the moon turns red, I know where I need to be at. Do you know where you need, where you need to be at? And that's the problem. The whole world is looking for signs in the heavens and this, that, and the third. They don't know what they need to do next. You better get right with God because you ain't right. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that, you know, we're looking at the thing that, that they, they matter to a certain extent. I guess those things happen because, it, you know, it's written that it would happen in Revelation and so forth. I understand that. But generally speaking, we have to get right with God and understand that, you know, whatever he, whatever he tells us to do, making sure our relationship is right, making sure we spend time in the Word, making sure we spend time working his harvest and saving souls and spreading the Word and things like that and, and making sure that, you know, don't be alarmed when things start happening in the world. Don't don't be alarmed when people, you know, raise up in pride and, and, and this, that, and the third. Those those things must happen for, for Jesus to return. It's written that it would happen. Mm-hmm. They would certainly happen. Don't be surprised when it happens. Just keep it moving. You, we don't have to worry about, okay, the blood moon and this, that, and the third. So God showed me that. I didn't I didn't let you see the blood moon because I wanted you to focus on the most important thing, and, mm-hmm. and that is the signs, and that is sharing this word, that people are, are getting so enamored with the blood moon and this, that, and the third. And and this and I see I see blood in the lakes. So what do you want to do? You see, I mean, you see blood in the river. You see fish dying. What do you want to do next? Uh, I don't know. I just see fish dying, and it's written in the Bible that fish should die. What are you going to do next? Do you want to save your soul? Are you going to minister to your family? I know what to do next. The people of God know what to do next, but you don't know what to do next because you're too enamored with the fish that are dying and and, and this, that, and the third. You see what I mean? So that's why we have to um, really understand that, you know, God is calling all of us higher. And I said this the other day to a brother in Christ. I said this the other day to him. Sister uh, uh, Bonita, we are living in unprecedented times right now. No, No generation before us has ever lived in this type of moment, look, we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is God's fourth quarter. It's his fourth quarter of the game. It is going down to the, to the, to the wire right now. He has all of his starters in the game right now. Many are called, but few are chosen. Guess what? The chosen people are in the game. The called are somewhere on the bench. They ain't ready for this thing. And God knows who they are. Cause, so he, he put everybody in the game that, that has a heart for God, everybody that's burned out for the cause. Everybody that thinks like Jesus, everybody that has a desire to save as many people on earth as we can, everybody that, that will, will, will die for that cross, he put them in the game. Everybody else is just sitting down saying, oh, the blood mold, oh, oh the fish are dying, oh, da, 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 da. oh, this, that, and the third. Those people ain't ready. Let's not forget, because when the ten virgins or however many virgins there were went with the oil and all that other stuff, some people just ain't ready, and God knows who they are. So we're living in un 
unprecedented times. This is an end-time revival on earth. This is an end-time renaissance on earth. It's an end-time revolution on earth. Look, Jesus did not experience it. Abraham did not experience it. David did not experience it. Nobody before us has ever experienced it. In fact, when Jesus, Jesus was here, he said, these works that I do and greater works shall ye do. So we should be doing greater later. <laughs> you know what I mean? We should be doing greater works, and there's such power and doubt in us right now because God knows he's going to use that to do the, the miraculous, unprecedented miracles, unprecedented results, unprecedented church. All the spot and the wrinkles and the blemishes are going to be gone away, and we are that generation. We are that generation. We are that generation that prepares for the Lord's return. Unprecedented. So we have to step up in a higher level of, of humility, and a higher level of thanksgiving and praise to God, saying, "Wow, I don't even know why I was born this year. I should have been—I could have been born in 1165 or, or 9, 955 or, or, or 1240 or something like that. But you had me born in this in, in these times to usher in your return. What a great calling! What a great calling! Everybody on earth right now, everybody that's in God has an incredible calling, an incredible purpose. He chose us." To, to move this movement forward to say, wow, welcome, Jesus, you came back. Now, I'm not saying it's literally going to occur during our lifetime. Who knows? I'm just saying that this movement, in terms of being, uh, in terms of movement occurring, in terms of godly movement occurring, this final big movement entails all of our lives, entail, entails all of our work, entails all of all of us. It, it's, a, it's a wide corporate type of movement, and God knows what he's doing. He's using all of us in, in incredibly powerful ways, to really, to really save souls, to fight against the, the powers of darkness, to take land, to conquer, to be victorious and not victims, to be victors and not victims. He's calling us out mm. as kings and queens, Sister Bonita, and we've got to step up and say, look, I'm not scared of anything. I'm going out wherever God sends me. I'm going out in faith. I'm not going out in my power. I'm going out in the Holy Spirit's power. Mm. I'm, going to, I'm going to take everything that's mine and share it and spit it with the body of Christ. I'm going to make sure my sisters and brothers look good. I'm going to make sure that we're wealthy and healthy and wise. I'm going to spread the word. I'm going to share the message, and I'm going to burn out doing so. And then when we get in heaven, God's going to say, hey, you, well done, my good and faithful servant. You did it like, like you're supposed to. What a boy, what a girl. That's how I wanted you guys to walk in my power when I went to that cross back 2,000-plus years ago. That's how you should be walking out. I appreciate you. When mm. you get to heaven, he's going to say, wow. And he's going to set you apart and say, hey, look, this, this person has a special place. They have Their mansion looks better than yours, <laughs> you know, because they burned out mm. for the call. They didn't moan and groan. They didn't try to hold back themselves. They didn't say, you know, I don't want to give. I don't want to serve. I don't want to labor. I don't want to go mm. reach souls. You know, my, my house is safe. My, you know, my household is safe. My people are safe. Who cares about the world? They didn't say any of that stuff. They said, no, my household might be safe, but I'm going to save as many other people's households as I can while I'm on this earth. Amen. Mm-hmm. I'm on that soul box system. When I get there, it's hard to get me off. <laughs> That's why but, you got an hour. Have, have your way. <laughs> amen. Amen. To, to God be the glory. But, you know, I know that, you know, there's so many people out there just, um, you know, to be honest with you, struggling, struggling, struggling in a lot of areas, not just financially, health-wise, uh, discouragement, uh, the amount of work that you're doing, uh, not feeling appreciated, not feeling uh, respected and honored and, and all that other stuff. I'm here to let you know that God knows everything that you're doing for the kingdom. He knows where he has you. He knows what he has you doing. I'm saying this. Don't give up the work. Don't give up your effort. Once you have that plow moving, keep moving forward. The devil would love for us to just abandon the mission. He would love for us to drop the swords and, and, and you know, take off our, take off our, our warring equipment, you know, Hold up the tent and call it a day. No, 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 no. Let's go forward because this is an advancing army. This is not a defensive type of falling back type of army. Look, this is this is not like God is not ra raising up soldiers. He's raising up warriors. Big difference. Soldiers just pretty much maintain the status quo. Warriors go out and conquer. He's raising up warriors, an offensive-minded kingdom, an advancing army. So as you're raised up as a warrior because warriors bring in revolutions, conquerors bring in revolutions. So nothing's wrong with a soldier at all. Soldiers maintain the status quo. They maintain everything that the, the warriors get. Warriors are on the front line. Soldiers are back there just manning, manning the battle station. Just, okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'll make sure that nobody takes this. I'll defend it. Yeah, warriors go out there and get the thing. We are end-time warriors. End-time warriors. The, the, church, the, hmm. church, the church for so long has been status quo. It's been so broke. 
People going to church every day and still not getting a victory. People going to church every day and still not getting a financial blessing. Dealing with health issues. Dealing with this. That's not victory. It's <laughs> not the, the, the church spot or wrinkle. Right now, we're looking ashamed right now, and the church does not forget. It has to be glorified. It has to be a city set on a hill. And right now, who wants to go to the church? The, the world is not looking around like, I got to go to church. I want to go to church. Why? Because generally speaking, the church ain't where it needs to be at. <laughs> you know? And, and God has to change that thing around in order to make the world jealous, to make the world envious of the church. So right now, I speak envy over the people of the world that the church should be glorified, that the church will be a, a church without spot or wrinkle, that it will give God all the praise and all the honor, that it will be enriched, that it will be a wealthy and powerful and wise and sophisticated and classy and, and renaissance type of church in Jesus' name. Everything that is coming against the church to stop finances, to stop health, to stop joy, to stop peace, anything right now, I break it in Jesus' name. I cast out every devil that will stop the movement of God on earth. I cause you instant torture and torment, you dirty rotten dog. Go back to hell in Jesus' name. I command angels right now to come down, come down, come down from heaven right now and to fend off anything attacking the saints of the Most High God. I call them right now to shoot arrows, to shoot darts at Satan. Shoot all over. Michael, come down right now with the sword drawn. Come down right now in power. Come down right now in the glory of God. Come down right now. Come down right now. Come down right now and battle Satan one-on-one. Anything that the devil tries to stop, anything that the devil tries to pull, to pull from the, the, the lives of the saints, anything that the devil has in his bank account, this, that, yeah, he has a bank account. Anything that's in his bank account that does not belong to him because Anything that is in his bank account does not belong to him because he's a thief. I command right now that the angels are dispatched right now, sent to hell, sent to hell, sent to hell, sent to the gates of hell to fight valiantly against the devil and against all of his devils to take back from him everything that he's stolen from the saints of the Most High God. Bring back, bring back, bring back overflow of abundant wealth from the devil's hands right now in the name of Jesus, you angels. Bring it back to the saints of God and disperse it widely throughout the body of Christ for this end-time movement because this end-time movement, it takes money, it takes resources, and right now the church is broke, so I command right now that everything that's being held up, everything that's not, that's not getting past the that's not getting past the second heaven that, that, that are being blocked from coming down from heaven and, and that are being any financial resource that is being blocked from coming down from the heaven and being poured out into the saints of God's into the saints of God's laps to do their work effectively to do, to do their to, to do their projects to do their businesses to accomplish any objective that God has given them I declare right now a release of angels fighting, 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 and prevailing against any forces of darkness right now. There is great health, there is great wealth, there is great wisdom, there is great power, there is great authority over every believer right now that's on the call and off the call, whether or not you're on the call or off the call and are aware of what's going on. I I decree right now that there is a release of power and great blessings over the entire body of Christ, over everyone. Let it overflow from the top to the bottom. Let everyone be affected by that glory and by that grace and that peace of God and that victory of God in Jesus' name. Every situation that's coming against you that is trying to stop your work, that is trying to stop you from being effective, that is trying to stop you from achieving that mission, that is trying to stop you from celebrating life, that is trying to stop the joy in you, that is trying to stop the victory in you, I declare it right now broken. Satan, you go to hell. Take a dip in the lake of fire. I command you right now, take a dip. God, get him visiting rights. I know you said, I know you said it's written in the, in the book of Revelation that he'll go into the lake of fire, but get him visiting rights right now. Send him into the lake for all the attacks that he's doing against the people of God. In Jesus' name, there's a hedge of protection over all the saints, all the body of Christ, a hedge of protection. His name is Jesus Christ, that no dark, no powers of the enemy shall get through. Anytime the devil comes against anybody on this line, anybody listening, Anybody that believes this thing, anytime the devil or the devils come against them, they shall meet that hedge of protection face to face. His name is Jesus Christ, and that hedge of protection shall cast them instantly into the lake of fire. Great torment, great pain, great victory for the church. I declare right now an overflow of wealth, wealth in all areas, financial wealth, health wealth, wisdom wealth, connection wealth, honor wealth, all areas of wealth overflowing, overflowing. You, it, you can't even keep up with it. Everybody that will believe this thing, you can't even keep up with the wealth and the overflow that is flowing into your life right now. If you believe this thing, let it be double to you. If you don't believe it, let it be double to me. I'll take your, I'll take your belief if you don't believe it. Whoever believes this thing, let it be double to you, that you are a, a king, that you are a queen reigning from your position of authority right now. I speak that over you, and I declare right now in Jesus' name that everything that God has called you to do to save souls in these end times, will be done and will be done in a way that glorifies God like nobody.
before you has ever, 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 ever done it. Unprecedented times, unprecedented, unprecedented king or queen of God, and you will glorify him in all that you do for his kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Amen, amen, and amen. Yes, I'm here, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for that prayer that was lifted up. We have uh, right around 11.54 a.m. on the East Coast time. If you're on the web listening, um, you're welcome to call in for the last few minutes. I'll hold the lines open if you want to call in. That's 215-383-5827. That's 215-383-5827. This is David Newby, Signs of the Times, his debut show. I want to stand in agreement with what he said, and I'm so glad. But in case you missed it, he said, for those that you, of those of you who believe. Let me just clarify that. I don't care how much a person declare, decree, hoop and holler, throw a scripture, sling oil, it doesn't matter. Their faith is faith, but if it's not operating according to the faith that's working in you, you're not going to get nothing. You need to understand something, people. This man has spoken a powerful prayer over lives of believers, not folks who say, yeah, I love the Lord. You can't even say the word love. you got to go love. I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> feeling it. Let me tell you something. You can love the Lord all you want, but if you don't love him, mind, body, soul, and spirit, and you don't have that unwavering faith, I don't care how many prayers that come your way. It ain't going to do nothing for you if you're not standing in agreement with it in your spirit. You just can't hold your head out and get a freebie. It ain't happening. This man has spoke deliverance in every area of your life. But guess what? He's just standing there. And like he said, he don't know every scripture because I don't either. I got a cheat sheet. I use the Bible on, online. I don't have to remember all that. That's what the Lord gave me in technology for. But let me tell you something. The Bible already told us that he was going to take from the dark places and give to the light. So that's nothing new. But if your faith don't work, you're going to keep on struggling just like folks out there in the dark places. We have choices. Our situations and circumstances should not dictate to us. Our faith should dictate to situations and circumstances. And what has happened is, and I'm not going to take this um, call over, but what has happened is, and I tell you on my calls, Satan exchange our intellectual knowledge to dumb us down in our spiritual power. We're walking around with this, all of this knowledge, and you're thinking about me, me, I, I, but, but, and it ain't none of that supposed to work like that. We have the power to tread over the scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy. And if you don't understand what the scorpions and serpents is about, I told you earlier that the only way evil entities can interfere with anybody is inhabit our soulless body, and that's why they attack animals first. So the spirits Amen. are attacking the, the the spirits are attacking the soulless bodies first. So what happened is we are spirit beings having a human experience, but Satan wants us to think we are humans trying to have a spirit. Spiritual experience, that's backwards. We're right now at 11.57 a.m. on the East Coast. I'm here to tell you something. The brother done spoke a powerful word over all of your life. But if it don't happen for you, check what's up on your spiritual hood. Have you checked up on your spiritual hood lately? You got the keys to life. And you're standing there looking at it and expecting it to do something for you. If you got a car, it ain't going to move unless you take the brakes off. If you take the That's brakes right. off, it still ain't going to move if it's on flat ground. And it may move a little bit if it's on an incline. You need to go up under that hood. Is your battery connect? Where's your love wall? <laughs> Is your air filter going? Where's your, where's your face? What about your radiator? Is it full of water? Is it full of love? Look up under your spiritual heart, your spiritual hood and see what's going on. The gifts of the spirit are there. Love, joy, peace, kindness, long suffering. What's up under your spiritual hood? And he Amen. also said, you got to turn from your wicked ways before your land can be healed. you got to turn from your wicked ways before you can get anything going on. That man spoke a powerful prayer. And you know why it's not going to happen? Because you haven't turned from your wicked ways. He said, turn mm. from your wicked ways, seek my face and pray, and then I will hear from heaven, and then I will forgive your sins. Are you even getting an audience with the Father? You better go back and read wow. the scriptures that you say you believe in. I'm just saying. Okay, on that note, <laughs> brother, this was your first show, and, of course, you let me loose. You told me I could 
tell us something <laughs> I did. I appreciate it. But um, you, is there, are there any closing words you want to tell them how they can reach you? Uh, besides the fact next Monday at eleven o'clock East Coast time, uh, are there any closing words? Absolutely. So a couple of things I want to mention is that first and foremost, um, I have a, uh, a book coming out called State of the Kingdom Address God's Wake Up Call to the Sleeping Church that will share a lot of prophetic revelation and things just like this show and even more uh, than that. It's coming out January 2016. Stay tuned for that. Um, I also have a uh, coaching program to, have pe- to uh, help people have a higher impact in the world. Uh, if you'd like to know more about that, you can email me at dnbm22 at gmail.com. Um, I have an uh, event coming out called the National Day of Revival, kind of like the National Day of, B- of Prayer, but much, much more uh, empowering and much, I think, bigger. God has put that on my spirit to do that in the next uh, couple of years, so stay tuned for that. And finally, I want to shout out to my uh, uh, give a shout-out to my cohorts, my, my, my partners in crime at Sector7Inc.com. Uh, we do a, uh, an incredible movement in the world of arts, media, and entertainment uh, for God's glory. We have an incredible movie coming out called It Has Begun, which discusses the end-time uh, end time movement on Earth and um, how Jesus is definitely coming back very, very soon. It has begun, meaning that all the prophecies, for the most part, have uh, been fulfilled and things are happening at such a rapid pace that we really have to uh, understand that it can happen any day now. Uh, with Jesus uh, returning. So you can find out more about that at Sector7Inc.com, and um, you can follow me on Twitter at David G. Newby, or look me up on LinkedIn, David Newby, or on Facebook, David Newby. So I want to thank everyone that tuned in and say God is with you. But again, as Sister Bonita said, you know, have that faith. Have that faith because the only part of the Bible that works for you is the part that you believe. With that said, I uh, thank Sister Bonita again for uh, giving me the opportunity. I look forward to uh, seeing everybody next week, and I wish you an uh, incredible rest of your day. Um, I have a request, brother, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, are you still there? Um, yes. I have a caller that would like to make a comment, and it's, it's okay if it's okay with you. you mind if I let her join in? Absolutely. Okay, just hold on one second, please. Hello, hello, oh, great for Yes, I'm here. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, great first show, uh, Mr. Newby. I really am grateful um, for you being so bold as to speak these things. You know, um, when when God speaks of the adulteress, it's because, you know, the people are going out and they're worshiping, you know, mm-hmm. other gods, other uh, idols and things like that. So it's about the things that we put before God first. It's about Definitely. the worship. Mm-hmm. And I Amen. just want to say that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. And Amen. the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. And it doesn't always equate to uh, finances or money in the way in the way that we think, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when God tells us to be prosperous and be fruitful and and multiply uh the earth to replenish the earth and subdue it. Okay, and we do that with righteousness. And so I just yeah. wanted to give you a shout out and tell you God bless you and keep on keeping on. Great first show. <laughs> Thank you so much. What's your name again? I'm sorry. This is Minister Robin Lynn. Minister Robin Lynn, thank you so much for your comment. That that really inspired me right there. Um, and, and you know, um, I, I know that what you said, you know, the wealth is not in, not just in the material things. Because with God, He's much more interested in the spiritual wealth first yes. and foremost. The physical wealth is nothing. But once you have the spiritual wealth, you know, the 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 understanding, the knowledge, the wisdom, the discretion, the humility, the righteousness, things like that, the faith, the spiritual wealth, the power to you know, power to get wealth and things like that ultimately gives you the physical thing that you need to do your work and to yes. really rule and rule in this earth. So yes. very well said. Appreciate you. And uh, I'm definitely going to apply that and pay it forward to uh, anybody I have to have to pay it forward to today. God bless you. God bless you. Thank, Thank you. So Thank you so much. Thank you. you so much, Carla. I appreciate it. All right, everybody, there you have it. The debut show of David Newby, Signs of the Times. Thank you so much for joining us. Be right back here next Monday, 11 a.m. East Coast time for David Newby, Signs of the Times. This is Ms. B, Live Talk, Storm Talk 365. Thank you so much. Y'all have a blessed day. Bye-bye. God bless you.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 